We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Capps. Now, the reason that Jeremiah said what he did was because he saw what the heart would produce. But Jeremiah didn't have these scriptures that we've just read, Mark eleven twenty three, Matthew twelve thirty four through 36, where Jesus said, Out of the abundance of the heart and the mouth speak of the good man out of the good treasure of his heart. He bringeth forth good things. The evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bring forth evil things. He didn't have all these scriptures how that the word is in your mouth and in your heart. And Jeremiah didn't understand that what was causing the bad production from the heart was the bad seeds that was being planted in it. See, now, wouldn't it be foolish for me to say, well, I'll tell you, all the soil in this country is just ungodly. Well, I know it's ungodly because it raises marijuana. We ought to condemn all ground because it raises marijuana. It's just bad. It's evil. No, the soil's not evil. It's just doing what it was designed to do. Produce whatever you plant in it. And you see, when you as a Christian, even though you're born again, You plant the words of the devil, doubt, fear, unbelief, poverty, sickness, and disease, and speak those things into your heart. The soil is not going to say, no, I'm not going to do that because, you know, I'm a good Christian heart. It has no choice but to raise whatever you plant in it. Now, I know I'm spending a lot of time on this, but you need to get it. Because some of you are in the mess you're in now. Some of you have got already got out of the mess you was in. You didn't know how you got in it. But the Word of God has given you some light. You're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel today. And if you grab hold of this and follow the direction of your spirit, and the Spirit of God leads you out of this thing, you get into the light of the glorious gospel of Christ and find out that the kingdom of God is just exactly like Jesus said, as if a man cast a seed into the ground. And whatever seed you plant, that's the kind of harvest you're going to have. I don't care if you are born again. I don't care if you talk in tongues 14 hours a day. If you plant the wrong seed in your heart, you will be led in the wrong direction. If it was true that a born again human spirit would never mislead anybody, then nobody that was ever born again would ever be misled. But we know that people are misled. And James tapped the very source of it when he said, If any man seemeth to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, he deceiveth his own heart. Go with me to Proverbs. I want to share with you some things that Proverbs has to say concerning the tongue. Now, if you have not done a study concerning the tongue and the things that Proverbs says about it, then you need to just get you a red pencil and go through here and just begin to mark some things that it says about the tongue. Now, let's read from Proverbs 13, 2. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. Then back over to Proverbs 11, verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Now, here are the three things that the Bible says is the tree of life. Number one, it says the wholesome tongue is a tree of life. It says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. 
which would be the fruit that came from the righteous, which would be the righteousness, which is a faith says, the word is nigh me even in my mouth and in my heart. So he's talking about the same thing, a wholesome tongue, speaking good things, speaking the good word of God. So those two agree together that it is the speaking of the word of God, speaking things that are right. Then desire when it cometh is a tree of life. So those are the three things that the Bible says is a tree of life. Now let's wind up what we've talked about here. We're talking about how you can avoid tragedy, calamity from coming into your situation, your business in life, or your family, whatever it may be, physically, financially, or spiritually. Specifically now, we're talking about planting the right seeds in the heart. Planting the Word of God in there. You remember when Jesus was speaking to His disciples in the 6th chapter of John? He said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. Now, they all got mad and went home. Most of the people did. And Jesus turned to the disciples and said, you want to go home too? About the time he thought they never would get it, well, Peter got it. Peter said, where would we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Now, here's what Jesus said. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, they are life. In other words, the words that Jesus spoke are spiritual forces. They have spirit life in them. Those words contain life. Now, a farmer, when he plants a seed, in that seed he has the substance of the thing that he desires. You see, if you plant watermelons, the reason you plant watermelons is in that little bitty seed that's about the size of your fingernail is the ability to produce that big watermelon. Now, you don't know how it does it. You probably never will find out unless you do a lot of studying. And you still wouldn't understand it. But it doesn't keep you from enjoying it. If you just learn enough to plant the seed and leave it planted and water the ground, it will produce, the soil will produce, and it'll produce the very thing you planted. Now, I know that some of you are thinking, well, my, that's an elementary statement. I mean, you know, everybody knows that. Well, certainly everybody knows that about a watermelon. But what about the seed of the Word of God? What about the seed that you're planting daily in your life? And you're saying all the things that the enemy says about you and quoting some of the things they say on television that everybody's going to lose their job and you're all going to get laid off. We're all going down the tube. Besides that, we're going to get blown to smithereens by atomic blast of some kind. <laughs> well, now, what will that do for your spirit? It'll produce fear. Take God's word. Say what God said about the situation. Avoid the circumstances that Satan has planned for you. Now, the heart, the human spirit, will produce whatever you plant in it. Now, Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. He said, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things that God has provided for them that love him. Now, you hear people quote that, and they say, well, you see, you just never know what God will do. Well, you will if you read the next verse. Because the next verse, he says, but God hath revealed them to us by His Spirit. Now, what's he saying? He's saying, you didn't learn this through the eye gate, through the ear gate, through the knowledge of learning from books, but he said, God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. God's Spirit beareth witness with our spirit 
So see, we're talking about communicating in a spirit realm with God. The human spirit is capable of tapping the source of all knowledge. Now, Paul went on to say this in that chapter. He said, what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? That's the human spirit. See, my spirit knows all about me. Knows what I need, knows what I don't need. Now, sometimes I don't know what I need. (laughs) Sometimes I think I need what I don't need, maybe. But my spirit, the human spirit, the spiritual part of me knows. And he said, even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. So what he's saying is that the human spirit... The heart knows all about me. God's spirit knows all about God. Now, if I can get those two spirits hooked together in communication, then I've tapped the source of all knowledge and all wisdom concerning the matters of my life and the direction in my life. And that's what God expects to happen, is by the Spirit of God. Now, he went on to say, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but we have received the Spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. The reason he says that is so you'll know why you have received the human spirit. God created you, the human spirit, or you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. You're created that way so that you would know the things of the Spirit of God. That's what Paul says about knowing by the Spirit of God, you see. We didn't learn it by book learning. We received it by the Spirit, into our spirit. The human spirit is the reception center of all that God gives. So when you plant the Word of God in your heart, and you say, My God meets my need according to His riches in glory. And you look out and His lack everywhere you look. But you planted a seed. And then while you're asleep, your heart, your spirit, works all night searching the avenues, contacted God to the source of all knowledge to find the wisdom and direction of how to cause the manifestation of your needs to be met according to His riches in glory. And you wake up some morning with an idea. You don't know where you got the idea. You just know that you know what you know you know. And God may have given you in a millisecond an invention that would make you rich beyond your fondest dream or cause you to get a job in a place that would supply all of your need and have no lack, and you don't know where it come from, you don't know how it got there, but all you know that the heart brought forth fruit of itself. Now, that's the way the kingdom of God works. And that's the way it'll keep you out of destruction, it'll keep you out of tragedy, and God will reveal into your spirit when calamity is headed your way and lead you in the other direction. But you must operate in the principles of the Word of God. And I'll tell you, God's grace and God's wisdom will come to you, and you'll be successful in life. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week, our CD offer is CD offer number 7114, entitled, Unforgiveness, A Thief of Faith. It's a single CD for $8.00 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Unforgiveness, a thief of faith. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, you know, I'd like to forgive them, but I just can't. God knows I can't forgive them. Well, now the scripture says you can have what you say if you believe and doubt not in your heart. How long have you been saying that? Well, some folks have been saying that for 40 years now. So it worked real good, didn't it? In Mark eleven twenty five, Jesus said, If you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you your trespasses. So regardless of whether you want to or you don't want to, you have to make a decision to forgive. 
and it can be a thief of your faith and even a thief of your life. In the fifth chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul said, Deliver a man unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now, this was reported that there was fornication among them. And fornication is not so much named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. So he said, deliver him to Satan. In other words, let him get the results of his sin. Don't pray protection over him and him walking in known sin. Let him feel it. But then Paul wrote back to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians. Evidently, the man had repented. And he says, But if any have grief, it hath not grieved me, but in this part that I may overcharge you. Sufficient to such a man is the punishment which was inflicted of many. So that counterwise you ought rather to forgive him. In other words, he said, Now it's time to forgive him. He's repented. Now forgive him. Verse 11 says, Lest Satan should get the advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his devices. In other words, if you don't forgive people, then Satan gets advantage of you. That's offer number 7114, entitled Unforgiveness, A Thief of Faith. It's a single CD for $8, plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, one 877 396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.